everybody. <laughs> We're so excited that you're here. We hope that you've yeah. enjoyed the podcast episode so far. I love, we love the prayer requests that are coming in. It's oh amazing gosh. to hear from you. Like I have never had this much response before from any media outlet. Like I just, I just want to say thank you because we are today going on a prayer walk and praying for you every Monday. We pray for you by name and they stay private. They're between us and we love celebrating, praying for you, believing and agreeing with you yes. and what God's doing in your life. So send them in. So also while you're on YouTube, subscribe, hit the like button, comment, let us know what you think about this. And then also podcast, please subscribe, subscribe like, and leave a written review. We want to hear from you. We love seeing the written reviews. Yeah. And it helps spread the word of set apart women. It does. And if there's certain topics y'all want us to go over, we would love to discuss it with you. We want your feedback. If there's testimonies, please share. It is, I can't tell you how much you are encouraging us in our daily lives by sharing what you've shared so far. It's amazing. So we're building a tribe. Yeah, please keep so it up. Follow us on Instagram, set apart women. Mm -hmm. And then we are starting online mentorship soon. Like, this month soon it's november yes. and we're so excited we got our dutch brothers christmas drinks today y'all new sticker day ah, and they're really <laughs> cute um so we just are so pumped we have merch we're creating we just are really excited for what god's doing so without further ado let's hop into this week's episode of set apart women yes we actually spoke on repentance last our last session and so this one we really want to talk about what it looks like to turn your heart towards the lord so whether or not you are brand new to Christ, or if he's just still working on you and pruning you and purifying you, whatever that looks like. Yes. And, um, we want to say like, I would just want you to know, stay hungry. I heard somebody say, I don't want to preach from a place where I'm hungry. I want to preach from a place where I'm full. And I just want to say, have you ever had a meal? I understand what they're saying, but have you ever had a meal and you were like, I just wish that this wasn't over. It's so good. I just want to keep <laughs> eating it. Just be <laughs> that might just you be a bloodline sad. issue. <laughs> just kidding. No, but like, that's God. Like mm -hmm. I, I want to be hungry. Yes. You and your love and what you're, the revelations you're receiving and that Candace and I running together, like it makes me want to know God more, which means I'm staying hungry. I think that I want to, I want to learn from people who are hungry, yes. not from a deficit, but I'm saying like they desire to know more like that kind of hunger where it's just like, I have to know you, God, I have to know you because that's not yeah. gluttony. Wanting to know the Lord and being hungry for him isn't gluttony. You should never be full with what you've learned. Come on. You are never done. And that was the hardest reala realization for me to get to because I thought once I'd read the Bible, once I did, I would know everything. And tell that story again. Y'all, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I joke about this because I was like, man, I felt like such a dork when I was first going through this. I truly believe that once I read through the whole Bible, I had gone through this um, authentic class. And once I was done with both of those, I'd be done. I would be like up here. I'd be ready to teach. I'd be like Solomon. I'd have all the wisdom. And it was so heartbreaking for me to realize that none of that happened. Nothing of what I imagined happening. No firebolts. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it was actually right after it. I almost felt a little bit. I'm, not, I'm trying to think of the right terminology. I wasn't, I was a little bit sad, but I was just disappointed because the Lord, I was like, where's my great big revelation that's going to come with finishing your word. And right after I had done a fast and I was about halfway through the fast and the Lord in the sweetest, most beautiful way had been like quietly, like rebuking me the whole fast. Like, Hey, we're going to work on this now. 
I'm like, okay, okay. So I, you know, we, I'd go through this and he's like, okay, well, let's go over here. Let's study this. And I'd go through it. And so halfway through my fast, I remember crying one morning and I was like, Lord, cause he showed me something else. Oh, I'm going to get through this without crying again. He showed me something else. And I was like, I'm not even close. Cause I remember praying that morning. I was like, I just want to know your heart. I'm like, show me your heart. Show me your heart. He can't, like, we would not actually be able to contain all the love and the mysteries and the knowledge he has for us. Um, and he has to feed it to us piece by piece. Cause we can't, we can't even handle all of his glory. And so when I was like, man, I'm not even close. And he's like, good. That's so good. And he's like, so you'll keep looking for me. You're going to keep searching. You're going to keep studying me. And yeah, we're not ever supposed to be done. Don't you ever lose that hunger. The minute you think you know it all is when the enemy has lied to you. He's trapping you and you better get back and you better, you better get hungry. Like whatever it takes to get back to that place where you keep searching, you keep diving. And there's times the Lord has brought me to it in really odd ways. Like we had some really sweet people come door to door to our house um, to convert us. And I still love these women. Oh, mercy me, girl. Yes, you go door to door to get people turned to the Lord. But some of the stuff they mentioned, I was like, that's not what I read in the Bible. And I went, I remember after they mentioned something to me, I was like, I'm driven wrong. You know, and for like two weeks, I studied more in the Bible than I ever had in my entire life put together. (laughs) It was the wrong motive. Lord forgave me for that. It was totally wrong motive because I went into it. I was like, I'm going to prove them wrong. That is not what this says. And I was writing down scripture. I was memorizing it. So when they came back, I'd be able to, you know, give them a what for totally wrong motivation, but he got me back in the work and it started a fire that again, I had to be purified through, (laughs) but yeah, I love that. I love that. He wants to keep us hungry. Yeah. Keep us going and motivated. And, And I think too, we all have different language to like explain or describe this. Like Mm-hmm. the way God has touched you and caused hunger in you is different than maybe Candace or myself. And look, I went through graduate school and the more I learned, the more I realized I didn't know. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, look at me. I have my master. I've never felt that way. Actually. If anything, I realized I became, I mastered a very small facet of a very massive like subject mm-hmm. of communication and I think that's the same thing with God is all of eternity. We get to discover more of him yes. and his endless beauty and his endless worth and his endless holiness and his endless fill in the blank. It'll never be boring. No, it'll never be boring. No. So I'm excited. So let's hop in and, and share this because we want to talk about our hearts being turned to the Lord. And we feel um, very passionate. If you're watching on YouTube, Remy, my dog <laughs> is not shy. You love it, little people. Oh, give a quick shout out real quick. So oh, to we, we the body, <laughs> we the body puts out um, one of the one of a kind t-shirts, sweatshirts. The same. Yeah, because they do this really cool thing where they thrift all this stuff, put their own stamp on it, so each one looks a little different. Yeah. So thanks, yeah. girls. Um, um. Okay. So let's talk about this first. Let's dive in with talking about our heart being turned to the Lord all throughout Scripture. Jesus wants your heart. If you read in the Old Testament, God is looking for people whose hearts are completely and fully turned to him to strengthen them. And God wants your heart. He, look, no matter what mess you may find yourself in, no matter what cycle you find yourself in, he wants your heart completely turned to him because I will tell you, sin comes in when your heart is not turned completely to the Lord. And 
I have experienced such abundant freedom from God by turning my heart to him. I used to try to flex my way out of gluttony, flex my way out of health, flex my way, I mean, out of being unhealthy, flex my way out of self-hatred, flex, you know, like, because I could do all the stuff. I could do all the stuff the world said, but when I turned my heart to God and I just gazed at him in scripture and read about his character and spent time listening to him, these things began to shed off of my life. It wasn't this three-step program and my, you know, depression ended and gluttony was gone. It's like when the I world looked to him, the world, right. But I'm telling you, and, and look, I'm not, I'm not a doctor and I'm not on here trying to say what like X, Y, Z, and this is what's going to happen with you. But I can tell you my story when I turned my heart completely and fully to the Lord and said, I am following you for the rest of my life. And I'm going to start with today <laughs> over time things begin to change. And so in Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. When you look at the word vigilance, it means alertly watchful, especially to avoid danger. Okay, mamas, mama bears, you are vigilant about your children when they're toddlers. You don't want them to run into the street, right? You want to protect them. And I, there's something in women where we have this vigilance to protect, to be alert, to be watchful, to avoid danger. It is the nurturing, beautiful aspect that God put within us. Mm -hmm. It is not just a yeah. warrior thing. It is a motherling. You do, look, I don't have children yet. I have this in me, right? I have this for my husband. I have this for myself. I have this for my friends. I have this for kids that I just love because I love kids and I believe in them when I was a children's pastor, all this stuff which grew my heart to be vigilant for children, right? Which allowed me to understand vigilance in my heart. So God has called us to keep our heart with all vigilance, alertly watchful, especially to avoid danger from my heart because from my heart flow the springs of life. So what does this mean? I wanna, we wanna break this down. Um, another thing before breaking it down though is when you're keeping watch. I love this because remember, I tried to flex my way. Yeah. You can, you know, do the three-step diet program, or you could ask the Holy Spirit. But Psalm 127, the first part of verse one says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. So when we try to overcome without the Holy Spirit, where's that going to lead us? It's, it's us watching our heart in vain. The best part is Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to live inside of you to live inside of me so that he could reveal what's good and what isn't good, that he could keep watch. And so over time, which we've been praying that awesome examples would come up in this, over time, you're watching TV and you hear the Holy Spirit because he's with you every moment of the day, or you're in a conversation with women and all of a sudden somebody starts to say something that's not love covers, right? Yes. That's not covering somebody who's not standing in the room or, you know, maybe, uh, you want to get, you want to do something out of anger and the Holy spirit brings to remembrance. This isn't the way this is the way, right? So if you allow the Lord to watch over your heart in your city, you will not be watching in vain. And so that is the best part is you aren't Lord and you don't have to be, but the spirit of God lives inside us to lead us. That's where true humility comes into. It is. And 
we had talked and you even mentioned something about this in your book that there's all these things that the Lord calls us to do with him. Yeah. And so I've literally sat in the bed with my daughter who's, she's a teenager and we weren't going to like all what it is because this, these things pop up all the time, but I was telling her, I'm like, you know, we were talking about, I think it was an anger issue. And she's like, I'm trying so hard. I don't know what else to do. I'm like, okay, good. I'm like, this is where you come to the end of what you can do because God doesn't want, he's not saying, Hey, get rid of anger, get rid of malice, get rid of all this. He's saying, let me help you get rid of anger, get rid of malice, because if you're not doing it with the Holy Spirit, there's no point and you won't keep it away. It's like putting a bandaid on a wound. It's so, if you cut your arm place. off, you're putting a bandaid on it unless you have the Lord and he repairs it and he repairs it whole and he makes it better than it was before. So you have to do this with God. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say like one of my dreams, which is, you know, evolving was to have a TV show. Yeah. And, you know, all of my friends who maybe aren't following the Lord in my early twenties, I'm not saying they weren't Christians, but I'm just saying, I understand where they were coming from. It's like, go get an internship at Ellen, go do this, go do that. And it's like, man, God, what are you saying? Like, I want to have humility in my heart enough to go because he may call some people to go intern somewhere like that. But for me, that is not the journey. He wanted to build character in my twenties to be a children's pastor, to do art full time, to do the things that I would never have asked to do or wanted to do, but it produced also, it helped me grow in the prophetic by sitting and listening to the Lord painting for people and listening to his heart for them. There's so much God did in that time to not just help grow me in the gifts that are from him, but also to produce this character and do it his way, not Jamie Lynn's way. And so I think that's what's so pivotal about turning your heart to the Lord means I trust you with my heart more than I trust myself Mm. because Jamie Lynn's heart in the world is very deceptive. Jamie Lynn's heart in the world loves to go shopping, loves money, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I'm saying before the Lord, like Jamie Lynn loves, you know, self-care days because that I would prefer to do that than go read my Bible. And look, I also want to point this out. This is a side note. This might be a random trail, but I don't think the Lord is stocking up your time in your word in heaven with a clock. I don't think that's what we mean by when we say get in the word. Yeah. I don't think that you need to be reading your Bible three hours a day. Some people feel called to do that. Let them do that. You need to be led by the Holy spirit and you need to make time and do what he says to do. And that's keeping watch of your heart. So spending time in the word is good, but do it with the leadership of the Holy spirit because you're meditating on what you're reading morning, noon, and night. All Can throughout I the side day. side note that? Yes. So you, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you decide what she said with the Holy Spirit, how much time you devote to this. So there's two sides to this. One, when I first started and I was like, I'm going to read the Bible. It was very checklist to me. So I was like, if I read these three books, of the Bible a day, not full books. Okay. Like chapters. <laughs> wow. um, if I read those, then the rest of my day was my day. And I said, okay, I gave what I had to the Lord. And so now I'm going to spend the rest of the day on me. It wasn't my day. So if you are leaving him in the morning, if you're closing your Bible and closing that door to the Lord for the rest of the day, your heart's not in the right place. And you need to pray. If you're, the rest of your day does not reflect the Lord, then you're not spending enough time with him. So what it typically looks like, and for me, I did not start seeing a change. And so I started inviting him in every single part of my day. And for me, yes, at first it was very intentional. I had to be intentional because I was so selfish with my time 
and what I wanted to do. And I was such a control freak that I had to say, okay, when we sit down for lunch, I'm going to put on, um, I'm going to listen to a pastor preach while I clean. Like I had to be so intentional to keep inviting him into that space because I knew I would forget it. I'd forget him. Yeah. I'll leave him in the morning and I'd go about the rest of my day. So whatever that has to look like. And now, like I said before, I crave him. I don't want him in the morning. I want him in the morning. I want him in the evening. I want him at nighttime. I want him before I go to sleep. I wake up talking to him now. I never thought my life would look like that. Yeah. And I wake up and I'm like, you are, you're beautiful. You're holy. You're so good. Thank you for being with me last night. And I will wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be in the middle of prayer because my spirit is so turned towards him now that I want him all the time, but I can't even sleep without him. Yeah. So ladies, where are you feeding yourself at? Yeah. Like be intentional about this. This is what we're here for. Yeah. yeah. I love this. I love the direction that this episode is taking to, because it's just real. I can feel the Lord in it as well. And, you know, since I was little, I have talked to the Lord. I didn't know it was the Holy spirit. I just thought everybody talked to father God, like in their head. I didn't know they talked to themselves. And for me, I literally am talking to him all throughout the day, which allows me like, you know, um, I remember during the snowmageddon, we had a friend staying with us who ended up after 10 years of my husband, sowing love and patience into this guy, he gave his life to Jesus. And this is when Texas was covered in snow. And at the beginning of 2021, it was just crazy, right? Last, yeah. A little less yeah. than a year ago. And so I, I remember being so frustrated. I just remember feeling like, oh, and I don't know why my blood was boiling. There's nothing. I love this guy so much that was staying with us. He's an amazing dude. My goodness. He's like family to us. But I felt myself get frustrated doing the dishes for my husband. And this. it's like, oh, and then as I'm doing dishes, I hear the Holy Spirit go, what if Jesus was eating with them and you were also washing his dishes? And it just hit me like it's these moments in the day where the Holy Spirit comes to watch your heart because my heart was wanting to take a different direction. Yes. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I would be thinking about all of the amazing conversations that happened over these dishes. I would be so honored to wash his dishes. You know, it's like I, that is so simple, but it kept me from being in anger and it totally shifted the atmosphere of my home and my heart to serve because when we get to heaven, what did, what did, what does the Lord say? Well done, my good and faithful servant. And I want to serve well. I'm, and I think the thing about Martha is that she was so caught up in the do, do, do. I felt like Martha in that moment, in the example, I don't think Martha was always like this. I want to give her credit because the Lord gave her a gift, but I felt like I wasn't recognizing Jesus was in the midst of these two. This is before he gave his life to Jesus, just so you know. So like the day before he gave his life to Jesus that I was feeling this way. So there's going to be warfare, possibly not all the time, but in our home for what's coming. But all this to say, I mean, and he was with me in that moment and he wants to be with you in the areas that may spur spark like a temptation, which I love. I love this scripture so much. I say it all the time. It's one of my favorites. I feel like I could say that about every scripture I read, but this is one of my favorites because I'm like, listen. This is the ultimate <laughs> picture of holiness. Here's the answer. Yeah. First Corinthians 10, 13. Guys, mm -hmm. this is in the Bible. No temptation. That was a temptation for me to get mad doing the dishes, right? No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. Okay. Every, every man goes through this. 
but God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So there's an escape route for you in that moment, life in Deuteronomy 30. I love read Deuteronomy 30. It's one of my favorites. It is every day we're presented with life, death, destruction, life. What are we going to choose? Right. And in that moment, destruction was creeping its head and the Holy Spirit was like, I have an escape route for you because it was a massive temptation to be mad. All of a sudden I felt God come in and I repented and I'm like, I'm turning my heart back to you. I love you. Please forgive me. It is a delight to be able to serve them. Help me spirit of God feel love in my heart to serve them while they're in my home. And so it changed, it changed the trajectory of that time of Snowmageddon too. Yeah. So what is it for you? What is it? What is it for you where you feel like, like, hear me out. What does your heart turn to the next best iPhone? And maybe you're getting into debt because you have to have the next best thing. And you're just not even thinking about the fact that like, you have to have the next bag that comes Mm -hmm. out. You have to have this, but you're putting on your credit card. You're getting in debt because of it. And, but, but you're needing the next best thing for some reason to fit in with the people around you. Is that more important than being wise and responsible and turning to him and asking him to be part of you? I mean, I'm going through something on the back end with that I shared with my cousin um, about being more like preparing more for our future to buy a home or whatever it may be. Right. And so I'm having to make decisions today that are different than I was making in order to get there because I have not been walking in wisdom in order to prepare for that with what the Lord's given me. And, and there's been a huge shift in that. And I want to be wise and turn my heart to the Lord for his leadership in that place. Yeah. And what are, do you have any other examples? I will. Um, yeah, I'll give a personal example. So here's, we went, I went from, I'll say, I look at it now. I'm like the wild teen. We had kids. We did everything right on paper. Like we did what we knew we were supposed to do. You go to church, um, you read your Bible. I actually very rarely read my Bible, but I was teaching it to my kids. And then not that long ago, a few years ago, the Lord, um, I got my first like visitation from him and he gave me a vision, but what set that off is I was like, why does my life not look different? I couldn't understand when people would say that they got saved by the Lord that everything radically changed until it was like that moment I realized I'm not willing to change. I'm not willing to give up my free time. I'm not willing to give up my entertainment. And even what we had been doing at that point had already been cleaned up, cleaned up y'all. Yeah. Um, wasn't, it was still from the outside would look, oh, she's a good, she's a good Christian. She's a good churchgoer. She serves, she does what we, she's supposed to. But what I wanted so bad is I wanted my life to look different. I didn't understand how people could feel. And I noticed it in you. I did notice it in you. She was radically not the same person she was when she was younger. And so I literally had to go through, if your house was a filing cabinet, your whole life was a filing cabinet. And I had to pull out each file. And that one was entertainment. And I said, okay, let's clean house. What does your entertainment look like? If I pulled out, it was like, what does your speech look like? Y'all, even if what came out here, it wasn't in here. So what I could be speaking sweet, kind words. And yes, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. But if I was having, not even like horrible thoughts, like annoyed thoughts. That's where my pride came in. Criticism, judgment. Listen, I battled that Mm. and I still have to be careful of that. 
uh, of being critical. Yeah. Um, and that is the temptation that comes. It doesn't mean you're sinning when the temptation comes. It's like, ooh, I don't want that, you know? Yeah. But it is an inward thing. You could be like, oh, I love you. And you're like, man, but like, your you're life like, look better if you didn't have so much wine. Yes, ladies, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the a big trigger, once you give your heart to the Lord, you do need to fight self-righteousness. Ooh. You have to fight self-righteousness. You are not better. I'm not better than Jamie. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. We all have our flaws and we all have places that the Lord is still growing. He's still working on. If what you are doing is not filtered through the filter of love, then everything you do is worthless. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything you speak, everything you think, everything you do and work for the Lord. If it is not in love, then it's why you gain nothing. Yeah. You do nothing. Yeah. yeah. But I want to go back to the self-righteousness thing. Cause mm. this is a big deal. It's a trigger okay? for me y'all. I, I mean, I, I just have to say like breaking down and we're going to do an episode where we practically give like areas where mm-hmm. we had to let go, like TV show names, movie names, all the things. And then we're going to give fruitful solutions of things that yes. we feel are appropriate to watch and all that. Like we're, we're excited we'll do to a share cleaning episode. What we'll it do. looks like to clean your life. Come on. We'll do that. Is radical. But I just want to say, yeah. like, I, I remember I was in an MLM. I was doing really, I, I was yeah. on the trajectory to like wreck shop. And I felt like I was already doing an amazing job. Right. And it was really important to me to stay pure the whole time. And there was one invitation to do something in order to rank advance. And my gut immediate was like, no, but I was surrounded by people who were like, this is an amazing business. I'm not blaming them. Hear me out. I'm responsible for my actions. Okay. I'm surrounded by every person around me that is involved. They're all involved in this too. I didn't ask somebody outside of it. This is a brilliant business move. This is brilliant business. And just think about all the people you're going to be touching in order to like affecting their lives, how much more money you're going to be able to circulate into blah, blah, blah. And there was part of it that was very pure, but the way to do it, I felt to check about. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And then, um, Anyway, so they're all doing it. And I'm like, huh, maybe I should do this. So then I go home and I'm hiding in my closet and I feel the Holy Spirit be like, you need to stop. Literally sitting in my closet. And I'm like, and I want, okay, I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to sleep on it. And then see what you say, because I was so close to hitting a goal. And the next morning I woke up and um, I told my friends, I can't do this. I can't do this in order to continue, but I let them do it for me. And I rank advanced and I hit this amazing goal. And I felt the grievance of the Holy Spirit. And listen, this is like me fully abandoned in love with the Lord. This, this is, and this is part of why I love, I love my friends so much. And I know this is really personal and this, if any of them are listening, I love you so much. And the Lord has done a work in my heart here, but I left this company because I didn't want to point people to people who continue to do that. And I will say, I shared this with people that were over me and they repented and said, they'll never do it again. What, what I was being encouraged to do. And that was cool. And actually when they feel conviction, they stick to it. And so I'm trusting that they have stuck to it because I've never heard them lie to me and they're spirit filled, amazing people. But I grieved the Holy spirit because I didn't listen to the Holy spirit. It was the first time in like a decade that I had struggled with shame. This was several years ago. It's not several years a year, a couple years ago. 
and I grieve the Holy Spirit, but there are times when you're watching TV, I'm like pointing to all the things, the kitchen and the TV in our house. (laughs) There are times when you are watching TV or when you're sitting in a conversation and you hear clear as day, Mm. the spirit of God say something to you. Will you access courage to speak up? Will you access courage to stop? Oh my gosh. Because it will grieve him if you don't. And I'm telling you, it is crazy. The effects Our our preacher just, um, Pastor Jim just preached an incredible sermon Sunday about how one man, when he did not obey God, it four people died. And another man, when he didn't obey God, in a tiny moment, 70,000 people died. I know that's extreme, but I'm saying your obedience to the spirit of God actually has a ripple effect in the natural. Yes. It affects everyone around you. It affects more people than you know. Maybe it affects one person around you. But to me, I could have been the standard in that Mm. moment that said, hey, I just, do you you see why this isn't probably the way to rank advance in that moment when everybody else was like, no, it's okay. But the Holy Spirit was like, Jamie, be the standard. Let me be the standard, not Jamie Lynn, but let me be the standard in the room. And I'm telling you, I learned so much from that moment, but I pulled away from that. And I allowed the Lord to come heal whatever allowed me to be weak in that moment, because I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty courageous in, yeah. in moments when I, I just don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit ever again. So watching a TV show, I'll feel the Holy Spirit, like Lance and I will read through IMDB reviews. Cause now they have parent reviews and we'll read through it and we won't watch it. If, if we don't feel, we won't even, we won't even entertain it. If we feel like there's something and if either one of us is like, uh, yeah. we don't watch it, but anyways, your obedience is also part of turning your heart to the Lord, just being like, man, this is so hard to stand for what you're saying right now, but this is what it looks like to have my heart turned to you. Yeah. And can I say when you're in the one, when you're the one in the room that's covering everybody else in love, they're going to trust you. Oh my gosh. It, it puts a new responsibility on you for sure. Yeah, yeah. People, you will grow and trust, not just with God, but with man when you're the one who's covering everyone else in the room and you're not speaking poorly about other people, but if you're going to start, start processing or gossiping about other people and even your close friends, I'm telling you, you don't need the one friend. This is such a lie. Mm -hmm. You don't need the one friend that you say everything to, and you just dump and vomit on. Okay. If you're going to that friend, they need to be saying, okay, so how are you going to, how are you going to present this to this person? Or have you prayed? What has the Lord told you to do? You need to constantly be pointing your friends to the Lord. And you need to surround yourself with people who don't tell you what you want to hear, but who help your heart stay completely turned to the Lord because they know that's who God created you to be and vice versa. And something else I learned in that situation is that you don't know who you're a leader to. And so sometimes the words you speak and the things you do give other people permission to send. And so they'll base it. You're, you may be their plumb line. And that should never be the case. I, I would pray it wouldn't be the case. And I yeah. pray everybody uses the Holy Spirit as their plumb line to see where to move from. But a lot of times we use human examples to be like, oh, it's okay with them. So we can do that. Do not be the reason yeah. somebody else stumbles. You know, you need to take on I that see? responsibility. I don't know why, but a big one I see, and I can't, I can't explain it. And clearly this isn't with everyone, but I've noticed a lot amongst worship leaders mm. They worship on stage and they get off and they cuss or they joke around like calling people names in play. And I'm like, so shocked. Like, 
and it's giving people, they're, they're, they have no idea the anointing and the leadership called offstage that they have because of what they're seen as on stage. But we probably need to wrap this episode up because we are I going. I, <laughs> let me leave you with one thing. I love this in Ezekiel 36. It's, um, I believe, 25 to 27, 26 to 27. But when you are praying, I would encourage you to go to this because we aren't born sinless. We aren't born with a pure heart but the Lord gives it to us and he helps grow it. So it says, moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you and will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. Be careful to keep my law. So you talked about it too. When you were given a new heart, you were responsible for keeping it pure. We are given a new heart when we become new creations in Christ. And so we're responsible for feeding with the word by prayer and worship. We keep it clean and we keep it strong. You don't work out like crazy, get hot girl summer body, and then go eat junk and never touch, never work out again. Some you of you are that. like, I do. Saw <laughs> <laughs> me all blessed. But so we, when, it is a muscle that has to constantly be flexed. You have to constantly lift weights for it. And you, you are responsible for keeping it strong. And you're only as strong as what you're willing to put into it. Oh! And so what are you willing to put into this? How much are you willing to give God? Stop giving him little pieces of your life and hand it all over. You experience peace. You get freedom with that. You get purity. And you get a new confidence in your future and hope that you've never experienced before. It's so true. And we are here to mentor you guys through this, to love you through this. And we're really excited. And we really, really want you to join our tribe. We want you to join our tribe. We have so much vision for in-person meetings, for retreats that you can fly into, for conferences that you're going to be able to come into, for online mentorship, whatever it is, discipleship, teaching women how to disciple other women. It is the last thing Jesus called us to do. We want to empower you to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your body, your soul, your strength, your mind, everything you have. We want to empower you to do that. And we feel that this tribe that we're building is so real, whether you live in another state or some of you are in other countries and we feel this connection with you. So you can go to jamielynnwallnow.com and you can become a member of the set apart tribe and family and you get hidden content. But look, what you're doing is you're sewing into future creative projects. You're sewing into future events that we can help disciple women with. We want you to come join us because look, we, we are putting in a lot of time, which we love, but we would love for this to become part of what we're able to do yeah. from a financial standpoint. We want to make it full-time. We want to make this full-time. We would love to be able to do this full-time and just mentor women, disciple women, but we need your help. So would you consider supporting us monthly? Um, go to jamielinwalna.com, click on set apart women that is up and running now. And you can join the tribe and you can see what it's like to, um, to just run with us and then, um, follow us on all the social media, but we just declare over you that you are one who is courageous, whose heart is turned to the Lord, who is set free from the ways of the world, who's all in and is a set apart woman on the narrow path. And that because of the way you live your life, other people will jump on and be protected on this highway of holiness along you, alongside you. So we love you and we bless you and we cannot wait to see you again soon. Thank you so much, y'all. Please, if you want to hear about something specific, anything we can pray for you, uh, message us on Instagram. We'll keep it private, but 
we, we would love to pray for you. We want to encourage you. We want to be part of your journey. And we love hearing your testimony. Please don't stop sending it to us. Please. We love y'all. Hi, guys. Oh, wait. I'm talking. Okay. Hey, guys. It's me. We're just wondering if you're going to subscribe to our YouTube channel or if you're just going to keep watching and we're never going to know who you are. We love you. Thanks for joining us. Stay hydrated. <laughs> With the spirit. <laughs>